name is Jane McCormick. I work in the communications team at RPS. I'm here with Neil Patel, who's the head of corporate communications here, talk, to talk to him about some of the ethical challenges faced by uh, pharmacists when using social media. Neil, firstly, as a communications professional, how much of an impact do you think social media has had? And does it compare with the power of mainstream media, or do you think its influence is exaggerated? Um, if I take myself back to six years ago when I arrived at the Royal Pharmaceutical Society, um, I think uh, a tool that a lot of us use now called Twitter was really used only by a certain number of people, certainly used by journalists a lot, um, those in the know perhaps, but now it's one of those ubiquitous tools that I see the majority of people now picking up their news feeds from. So where do people find breaking news? It seems to be on those social media alerts that they get through Twitter and other instant accounts. Um, if you think about the impact of any breaking story, the social media element of it often leads the news agenda. So you'll see journalists actually following social media accounts and seeing how things happen live uh, through social media rather than perhaps reportage from journalists. So I think it's having a greater impact now than it was just five or six years ago. Is the mainstream media still hugely influential? influential? Of course it is. It's still the majority of people will engage with news organisations like the BBC or a, a newspaper or probably now an online uh, newspaper um, and that will be where the majority of people find their news but I think we ignore social media at our peril now and it's definitely increasing part of what mainstream media uses their outlet as well. Why do you think it's so important for pharmacists to engage in social media and um, what are the benefits of this? I think there's three perhaps main benefits I'd suggest that social media give you as a, as a professional. Um, I think the first one is really staying on top of the news agenda. Now I know for me that's very important because the role I do, but I think for any health professional it's really important to know what perhaps your patients and the public are picking up through their feeds as well so you're aware of it. So I think it's important to stay on top of, of just breaking news and things that might be happening in healthcare that could affect your patients today. For example, a, a flu pandemic or perhaps a drug that's been withdrawn. Often it might be the social media that uh, actually tells you that perhaps before the official channels. I think the second area is networking, um, professional networking, being able to find peers um, around the world who are doing similar roles to you, or perhaps more excitingly, finding people who are doing different things but are actually very interesting and could be very relevant to what you're doing. And by that I mean perhaps people who are working on medicines related to research but in a, a different area of the world, you can pick up some ideas from them and translate that into your own practice. And I think the third one is probably building your own reputation, your own presence online. If you think about where people now make judgments about whether someone's a good employee or a potential good uh, person to work with, they'll check out your LinkedIn account. They'll take a look at what kind of things you've said on Twitter before. Um, and don't think employers go there first. That's often um, where they'll look as a, as a screening tool. So it's a, a really important way of, of having a presence and a profile online. Moving on to pharmacists now and their particular use of a social media, what do they need to be aware of when trying to manage their online reputation? Do they need to manage it? And what do they need, what do they need to do to do, use this tool professionally? Well, I guess for pharmacists, like all health professionals, we have a, a special relationship with the public and, and a very special relationship with our patients. And there's a bond of trust there um, that we will do things that are in the best interests of patients and the public. And I think it's important to remember that in whatever forum you're speaking, um, whether you're in a, a public place talking at a meeting, whether you're in a, a conversation um, with colleagues, or if you're similarly having a, a conversation online, all those um, communication uh, tools and all those ways that you're getting across your opinion or your advice about things will eventually uh, be things that may impact on patients and the public. And I, I just 
ask pharmacists to remember that um, important role that they have as um, people who are trusted in the community to give good, sound, scientific clinical advice to the public and patients and they should think about that whenever they're communicating. And I think the second way I guess is that that bigger reputational um, issue for the whole profession that um, we want to be trusted and, and I know personally that it only takes a journalist to find one example of, of bad practice to then unfortunately that brush to uh, tar an enormous number of people so it is it is about making sure you're thinking about yourself but also the wider uh, profession when you're speaking or talking on uh, social media. What are your favourite social media tools and how do you use them to benefit the profession? Well Twitter is something that I use partly because I follow a lot of, um, of uh, breaking news on Twitter and I follow a lot of journalists and uh, try and engage with them when relevant as well. Um, but I guess I try and um, enhance a lot of the work that the RPS does in my role here so I will uh, do what I can to um, promote events or work that we're putting together around campaigns um, partly because I'm really proud of what we're doing uh, and partly I hope that people will be interested in what we're saying as well so um, I guess that's my specific use of Twitter and um, the other tool I use a lot is LinkedIn um, and I use that in two ways one to um, network with colleagues uh, uh, who, who have similar interests to me but also to to think about other, other organizations or other individuals that we might want to work with so it's a great way of um, kind of understanding um, what an organization might do at a, at a glance you can work out perhaps who might be the best person to speak to at that organization as well so it's a really useful tool for me for networking are there any social media channels that you would not recommend for pharmacists to use and if so why I don't think I'd, I'd not recommend any any particular channel. I think they're all um, relevant um, depending on what stage of social media um, sort of skill you're at. I guess I would um, perhaps uh, advise that people using channels such as YouTube or um, those video channels to perhaps think about what they're recording um, for the first time um, and if they're recording something specifically for a purpose then maybe record it, save it, play it back, review it before you publish it. YouTube's a really easy way of translating uh, content quickly into something that can be shared and that can be a great thing if the content's really good. If the content isn't so good then obviously you may see something reflected back to you that you might regret so just bear that in mind. Well, why should pharmacists care what other people think about them? Why should they care about what, what they say being out there in the public domain? Well, I think if pharmacists care about their own reputation, both personally as individuals and if they care about the profession's reputation, then they should care about how uh, social media uh, as a tool is used to, to transmit a message about how the profession acts and um, speaks about certain topics. But I think if you think about the, the really powerful um, individuals who have social media accounts, they're interesting, they have opinion, um, they've got um, clear ideas about what should happen and people follow them because they believe in what they say and I think pharmacists should think about themselves in that way. They are very, very um, skilled professionals with a huge amount of knowledge around medicines and the public really wants to know about medicines. They want to know what's the best thing to use, they want to know um, what works, what doesn't work and they want to turn to people who can be trusted and I'd, I'd hope the profession would see social media as a way of getting that that public image across to uh, a wider audience than just for the pharmacists themselves. Is it possible to have both a professional and a private voice on social media? It's uh, a really tricky question I think. Um, I, I uh, tweet um, a lot about um, cycling, my particular passion of trying to reduce uh, pollution in the roads I cycle around in London every day. 
Um, I'm not sure that many people are interested in my views on cycling who actually follow me on Twitter for other reasons. But um, I do that because it's something I care about. It's something that I believe in. Um, it's uh, something that I think ha happens to have a big effect on the public as well. But my view is if you've got something to say and you believe it and it's not offensive and it's not going to upset a great deal of people, then say it. But um, at the same time, remember that that will be reflected back to you, be picked up, be shared. Um, so just be prepared for that as well. So don't do things without a bit of thought and don't do things when you hope maybe no one will notice. If you're going to put something on social media, prepare for it to be shared, prepare for people to comment on it. Well, it now seems that social media is here to stay. Do you see it evolving even further? And if so, have you any idea how it might go? Well, a brave man to predict the future in terms of technology. I don't think I, I'm um, going to do that. But I would say, yes, I, I can't see social media going away. I can't see the, the actual act of wanting to share information and network with individuals online uh, going away. I think that desire is here to stay. I think the tools will change. Um, I guess as we get faster broadband, as people are able to um, access uh, a wider network more quickly, we can see new tools developing. I see video content uh, now leading the way in terms of what we do at RPS when we try and uh, get a message out to either pharmacists or the public. And it's going to be interesting to see how those sort of video social uh, media channels develop. YouTube's a really very established one. Are there new ones waiting in the wings, perhaps? Um, but as I said, a brave man to predict um, how social media will develop. But um, we're interested in trying new things. And I think um, we uh, enjoy uh, at the RPS trying tools like Periscope, seeing if that's a really interesting way of uh, getting across what's happening at an event at a specific time and we'll continue trying new things not all of them will work but i think it's it's good to experiment and see uh, see what does work and what perhaps we'll leave behind in a few months time thank you neil thank you very much thank you no problem